0: Hey, Thunder fans, it's time to take your game to the next level with MidFirst Bank and the Thunder Rewards Credit Card. As the exclusive provider of the Thunder Credit Card, MidFirst is bringing you a chance to score big. For a limited time, you can earn a $150 bonus when you apply for the Thunder Rewards Credit Card and spend $1,000 in the first 90 days. Apply today at midfirst.com forward slash Thunder Offer, and deepen your Thunder pride today. MidFirst Bank is proud to be the official bank of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the exclusive provider of the Thunder Visa credit cards, debit cards, and gift cards. Be Thunder proud every time you make a purchase. Apply today with your Thunder Rewards credit card at midfirst.com forward slash and make every purchase with Thunder Authority. I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Basley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shay Gildas Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah, On man. you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. for part of CLNS Media and DailyThunder.com. I'm alone tonight here at my house because everybody else is out having a great time. I'm at home. My wife is sick. And so my wife is sick. It's easily the worst person in my house to get sick because then I've got to take care of all my kids. And I, really, I'm just here. I'm just at home because i got three little ones. And so uh, we were going to do a fry pod, and I can't leave in the morning. And I've got all the sound equipment. And so I'm doing a solo pod. I asked others to join me uh, via Skype. Everybody said, nope, we're doing fun things. And I said, okay, so, I'm doing this by myself tonight. So, uh, apologies if you don't want to hear me ramble. You're going to hear me ramble. I'm going to answer as many questions as I can for you guys. So, thanks for listening, and we appreciate you. Uh, please support our first sponsor, that is ShopGood. Go to ShopGoodOKC.com. Go to ShopGoodOKC.com backslash, actually forward slash, sorry recently figured out that a lot of these are forward slash d t d to check out our fresh prints of thunder shirt featuring sga they're super cool i've seen some people that have gotten them for christmas thanks for sending us those pictures if you've got one take a picture of it of you wearing it send it to us we'd love to retweet it uh that's it, they're great they're really cool shirts just in a shop them uh printed them just like every single shirt in their shop is designed and printed by their team. Just an amazing company with amazing people. They are sweatshop free, earth friendly. They have the best quality. Their shirts are all very comfortable. Not only do they have shirts, they've got candles, jewelry, hats, socks, pillows, plants, and also shirts for kids. Make sure that you go check out Shop Good OKC on Instagram. And uh, check out all of their new Thunder designs. Really cool stuff. Just wonderful stuff with great, just great people. You can go to their store, 1007 North Broadway Avenue or shop online, shopgoodokc.com. Use the promo code DTD to get free shipping and a really cool Thunder sticker. It's a great way to support the people that support Down to Dunk. Our first question, it comes from a 405 fan. He's basically asking me the scenarios for Danilo Gallinari and what's going to happen. So we have trade him. Are they going to trade him? We have sign and trade in the offseason. So keep him around for a playoff run and then try to sign and trade him to a team or a destination that he would like to go to. And a team that would really want him that doesn't have cap space. Seems logical. Or he walks away. He goes and plays for Charlotte and we get nothing. I think it's extremely unlikely that the Thunder get nothing. So I think that we're we're back to sign and trade, or trade before the season, or option number three, which is an idea from John Ham. You got to go check out the OKC Dream Team podcast from today. Uh, it was really great and gave some really great options and a really in-depth look, really at this question in particular. So it's it's a good listen and it will make you a smarter Thunder fan. For, uh, just for listening to it, so uh, there's also the option of extending him during the season, which I think everybody would be like, "What? The Thunder give him a contract extension? Why did they do that? I thought they're trying to tank. I thought they're trying to build for the future. Instead, they're just tying themselves to this team. So you have to know that. Just if that does happen, one, it's because I think that Gallo's agent, Gallo, and Thunder know that there's not a team out there this summer that he really would love to go to. And so that may be the case. And so what this does is it allows Gallo to get his money, and then it allows the Thunder to trade him to a team that he would actually like to go to. And maybe that team actually has the assets that the Thunder would want. And so it really all it does is it preserves the asset of Janela Gallinari for OKC, and it gives better options for Gallo down the road. And so if something like that happens, I wouldn't be floored, by something like that. Uh, I think a a sign-and-trade is tough. I think those are, while we have seen more of those recently, I think those are more difficult to get done. Is it possible? Sure. Uh, I still think that there's a good chance he gets traded in season, though. I still think it's a distinct possibility. Next question comes from Ben F. Catley. Do you think the Thunder gave Jeremy Grant options on where he wanted to go? Feels like we could have gotten more for him. Do you think someone like Steve will have a say in where he gets traded. Outside looking at it, it, feels like the Thunder front office really takes care of their players. They do. I think that Steven would have at least some say in where he goes. I don't think they're just going to ship him off to a team that makes no sense for him that he wouldn't want to go to. Uh, but I also don't think the Thunder are... I think they were in a unique position with Russell Westbrook. And the kind of the stars aligned with for Russell when you really look back at it, because I'm not sure that there were many other destinations for Russell this past summer. And Houston is one that he wanted and Houston wanted him. And it's, there's been reports that really James Harden wanted him. And so the stars aligned there and it made, it made the thunder look really good. They sent him to go play with his buddy. Great. They may have also not had many options besides that. And also those picks that they got with crazy Tillman at the helm could be awesome. And so the deal looks better every day to me, especially with what Chris Paul has done for this team. Uh, But back to Jeremy Grant. I think the Thunder got a great deal. One, you didn't have to take back any salary. That's great. The team saved a ton of money, and that does matter. It At the end of the day, it does matter. If that's a part of your goal as a franchise, is to get below the luxury tax or at least closer to it, and you can achieve that while also getting a first-round pick. because A lot of teams, in order to get under the luxury tax or at least close to it, you're having to give away a first-round pick. The Thunder got one back. They saved money. They got Jeremy to a destination that I think is a good one and a good fit for him and a good fit long term for him. It's great. It's win, 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 win. I don't see how you get a better deal. Like what do you get what else are you getting for Jeremy Grant? Jeremy's good. He's a good defender. He's a pretty good offensive player. Still nobody guards him. They'll guard him inside the at the rim. Nobody's guarding him on the perimeter. I don't know. He's a good he's a good player. He's helpful. Would he help this current thunder team? Heck yeah. A lot. But how great is he on an expiring contract? You're gonna to have to pay him. You have to ask yourself the question are you the team that wants to pay Jeremy Grant? Is he gonna make twenty million? Right now he's on a great deal. Bargain contract. You wanna pay him on his next deal. I think that's when it becomes a question. See you're full time starting level four. He probably is. But he might be overpaid on his next deal. So, to me, I think the Thunder got a good deal for Jeremy. Uh, From one Jeremy to the next, Jeremy at Jeremy Weller asks, does full-on tanking really ever work besides with Philly? There are plenty of teams that have been awful for a long time and never seem to translate those picks into wins. Seems like you need luck to get a star onto a team of solid players to win. Jeremy, it's a wonderful question. I'm really glad you asked it. I think that you look around at all of these teams and I think you really have to ask yourself, which of these teams really tanked like which teams dismantled their roster in order to acquire top picks. I don't think it's that many. I think Philly is the obvious answer. They're a good team now. They've got really good players saw yesterday they, they beat the Bucs on Christmas Day. And they looked great doing it. That's a good team. Also, that team didn't carry out the process. They kind of halfway did the process. They sh- if Sam Hinkie stayed, they would not have Al Horford on this team. They would have not had Jimmy Butler. They wouldn't have gone through all that mess. They would have acquired more top-level Uh, Lottery picks to pair with those guys. That's what would have happened, but no, that's not what they did. So they kind of did it. They mostly did it. It's probably the closest you can get. Right now, you look at Atlanta. Atlanta's doing it. The 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 Thunder are a couple steps behind Atlanta. In in a year, a year and a half, whatever it is, the Thunder going to look a lot like Atlanta, where you've got these young promising players and you got a good point guard. And you suck. You're bad. They've won six games. They're 6-25. and 25. They're very, very, very bad. Does this fan base, does the Hawks fan base, one, do they have a stomach for this? For how long? I don't know. There's already rumors that they want Steven Adams. That's, that's not a tanking move. Uh, it would also just be kind of funny that the Thunder like, trade places with the Hawks a little bit in a deal like that because you expect it to be uh, expiring contracts and picks back for OKC. That would be my prediction for something like that. Uh, So who else? Who else has tanked in order to acquire top-level talent? Uh, I think Dallas did, but they only did it for a short amount of time, then they got Luka. Great. Thunder did that. Great. Let's go. Let's do it. You get a... You get an SGA and a player of Lucas caliber. Boom, you're ready to go. Let's go figure it out. That's great. Uh, who else has done that? The Lakers were just a badly run organization for a long time. They tried to be good. They couldn't do it. So they just stunk anyways. Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings have been trying to sign free agents every single year for like the last decade to try to get into the playoffs. They just stink as an ownership group, as a management group. They're terrible. They're not tanking. That team isn't tanking. Memphis, they tanked. They've got good players. They're on track. They beat OKC tonight. We saw that. That's a tanking team. Phoenix, not a tanking team. You don't sign Trevor Ariza to the deal that they did last summer and call yourself a tanking team. You don't sign Ricky Rubio and call yourself a tanking team. They're not tanking. They just stink. They just are terrible. They're a poorly run organization with poor ownership. Minnesota, another one. They're not tanking. They they traded for Jimmy Butler. That's not a tanking team. They're just a team that's made poor decisions. New Orleans, they weren't a tanking team. They made a ton of poor decisions when they had Anthony Davis. They've lucked into Zion, but you still have to have the luck. They're teaching them how to walk. There's a lot of luck involved with this. There's a ton of luck involved with this. Of course there is. A ton of luck. But you have to look at your options. You have three options in acquiring top-level talent. The Thunder need to acquire top-level talent. I think we can all agree with that. There's three ways you do it. There's only three ways you do it. One, via trade. The Thunder have always valued sustained success. Can you make trades for top-level players that have sustained success? I think it's really difficult. I just don't know that you can. Who's gonna, who are you going to trade for that's going to be in OKC long term? I don't know. They tried it with Paul. Paul was, quote unquote, here to stay. That didn't quite work out. That was not sustained success. He was here for two years. Good player. He loved OKC. Those guys are hard to keep in this market. You need longer, controllable contracts. You don't get that. Those The guys that become available are going to have one to two years on their deals. And they probably want to go. And you have to trade them, and then you get what? And then you start all over again. That's why you want to build the draft. Or free agency. It's been one player. One player that's at the top level, that switched teams in the offseason, that has stayed long-term in a small market. And it's LaMarcus Aldridge. And God bless LaMarcus Aldridge, but that's not my superstar. That's not the guy I want. So everybody that's getting all pissy with me about me wanting this team to tank and get top-level players, well, I would ask you the question, do you want the Thunder to have top-level players? I do, certainly. Everybody's going to point to Towns. Everybody's going to point to Devin Booker. I have not heard one rumor of those guys even being available, not even a whisper. Those guys are being paid a lot of money for a long time. Those guys don't get traded. It just doesn't happen unless they get so disgruntled that they just have to. But those dudes are making a ton of money, and they get to take as many shots as they want. I have not heard of those guys being super unhappy. I think you can write your own storyline in your head and say, oh, we can go get that guy, and Cut this and that, great. If you feel like you can get towns, you can go get towns, go get him. I just don't think he's available. So we got in here have to trade a ton to get him. They're really gonna trade not trade SGA and still get towns, like I don't know. If you're Minnesota, I wouldn't do that. Heck no. To get a lot of you have to give up a lot of picks. A lot of picks. It's it's difficult. And I understand it's hard to be patient. It's hard to want to be patient. But if you're the Thunder, I think that that's, that's kind of the boat that you're in at this point. And yeah, they're gonna be they're they're fun. They're a fun team. They still are gonna lose teams like Memphis at home. They're not a great team. They're an av- this is an average team. That's what they are. They're missing Gallo tonight. They needed him badly tonight. When he's gone, it could be this season. It could be the summer. They're an average team. They're gonna be at around 500. They're probably gonna make the playoffs. That's great. You, that's great for this season, and it feels good this season. If you do that four or five years in a row, it doesn't feel so good anymore. If you're used to rooting for the Sooners, you're going to root for a mediocre team? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So to me, yeah, you've got to have luck. Jeremy's right. <clears throat> you have to have luck. That's a part of it. You're playing the odds. The odds are low for every single one. They're much lower for free agency. They're much lower for a a, a trade, and a, a, like a franchise-level player, staying in OKC via trade, much lower than they are of acquiring a top five pick, which is probably the Thunder's own, and then staying. You can keep them for about eight years. Great. That's a long time. That's how you do it. That's, that's how they're going to get these guys. It's hard to acquire... Star level guys like they they got SGA because they traded Paul George. That's how they got him. You can't just go get more of those guys. Those guys you don't trade those guys unless you're getting a guy like Paul George. And really, they got Paul George and Kawhi. That's why they traded him. That's how they got SGA. Those guys you don't trade for those guys. They're not out there. They're not on the table. Uh, at we coming one day. How worried am I that the Thunder will lose their 2020 pick? I'm not worried, and I will tell you why. The Thunder are going to have to have a better record than Brooklyn, Utah, Dallas, Toronto. That's not happening. They may not even have a better record than Portland at the end of the day, which I would predict Portland to have a better record than OKC uh, at season's end. And so the Thunder are going to be between the 17th and 15th pick in the draft. And they're going to keep their pick because it's top 20 protected. So I don't I don't think that they're going to win more games than Dallas, Utah, Toronto. you got to win more than all those guys and Brooklyn. They're not going to win more than all those teams. Maybe they do more than Brooklyn, but I don't think they're winning more than any of those other teams. So I don't think uh, – I really don't think that that's going to be a thing. So you can breathe a sigh of relief, Thunder fans. I think the Thunder will keep their own pick. And as of today, I think it's the 26th pick in the draft for Denver. Yeah, so you have the 17th and 26th pick in a decent draft. Everybody says it's not a great draft. I don't know. I think you figure out more of what the draft is like toward the end of the season, but there's no clear cut distinction on who the top guy is, which is, you know, it's not always consensus at this point, but at least you have a good idea. There's not a great idea of who it is right now. Uh, At tuba underscore pride, how do you see the Thunder best utilizing the picks and future trades to revamp this team? So I think this season is a little bit about culture setting. I think this season is a little bit about making sure that you maximize the trade value of these other guys, the Chris Pauls, the Schroeders, the Gallinari's that may include, like we said, a sign-and-trade with Gala or an extension with Gala, whatever it is that maximizes uh, the potential of the asset, do it. That's what they're going to do. That's what this year is all about. So you can gain more future assets. And then I think that you're counting on your 2021, your 2022, and probably your 2023 first-round pick to be in the top five area of the draft. Now that's a lot. I get it. Three years—that's a long time to be in the bottom bar- bottom of the barrel. And maybe SGA dictates that this team can't be that bad. That—that's a possibility. I don't think so, but it's a possibility. I mean, I mean look at Trey Young is really good. They've won six games, six. So I think that you can be in the bottom of the barrel and have great players. I think that's possible. We've seen it. I mean, the Thunder had Kevin Durant on the team. They had to lose for two years, be bad for two more years. You had Kevin. That can still happen. And so I think that there's a reason to wait that long, too, is that 2023, you're going to have a good idea of what the next CBA is going to be. You're going to, you're going to know the rules you're playing by. And once you know the rules you're playing by, you can go for it. The Thunder have gotten screwed by the CBA the last few times. And when they're ready to go for it, they're trying to win the title, and they got screwed by the CBA. So I don't, I don't, if, if I'm the Thunder, I don't want to be put in that position again. I want to know the rules I'm playing by. I'm going to have a ton of assets. I'm going to have these blue-chip prospects on the roster, and then I'm ready to go. And so it would, it's, it's kind of nice to have this year especially with the way that the draft is looking, at least what the experts are saying about the draft, to make the playoffs, make another run, trade those guys in the offseason, maybe acquire some picks, even maybe a young player or two, draft the two guys in the first round, see what you got with those guys, go into the season, 2021 draft, 2022 draft, 2023, and hopefully you can hit at least on one. And maybe you even hit big, big, big in one of those drafts. Because, I mean, Dallas, like you hit on Luca, boom, you're ready. Let's go. You hit on a player of that caliber, you're ready to go. He wasn't even the number one pick. So that's, I mean, that's what they need to do. The odds of that, they're not high. We're not talking 50-50 shot here. We're talking in the 20s and the 30s. It's not great odds that they get one of those guys. It's not. It takes luck. It's a lot of luck. The Thunder have experienced a tremendous amount of luck in their franchise history. And so they've got to get there somehow. But to me, that's, that's how I would map it out. That's how I would envision it. One, you you don't put yourself behind the eight ball before 2023 because you know what the, rule, the rules that you're playing by. And then you give yourself a chance to acquire top-level talent you can make the playoffs this year go do it because it's going to be a minute before you get back there uh from at Horton the who how does the Clarkson trade affect the market for Schroeder what did the Jazz offer the Thunder for Schroeder they must have looked into him I don't know what they offered I would guess they called the Thunder and offered something similar Dante Axum two second round picks Thunder probably said no thank you have a great day we'd rather have Schroeder Sure has been good. He's going to help them make the playoffs this year. He really deserves consideration for sixth man of the year and probably should if if the season ended today. they should probably He should probably win the sixth man of the year. He's been that good for them. Sure doesn't give a rip about winning sixth man of the year. He wants to be a starter. That's another reason why you don't want to trade him to Utah. He's not starting for Utah. Not playing in front of Mike Conley up there. He maybe starts today with Mike Conley out. But you're, they're not, that's, and that's not what they did for Jordan. They didn't want Jordan Clarkson starting. He's a good player off the bench. So you're not really accomplishing any, anything. You're not helping Schroeder get to where he wants to go. And you're not getting what you want, which is a, a better asset, a first round pick for him. And he may be playing himself into it. If he wins Sixth man of the year on a team that goes to the playoffs and no one thought would be in the playoffs, Probably have a better chance of trading him, and he's got a year less on his contract. You can probably get a first for him. He's got two years left after this. Probably go get a first for him this summer. So to me, I, Dante Exxon's not super interesting to me. Two second round picks, not super interesting. Pass. Let's see if we can get something better. So that's kind of where I think. I think Clarkson and him, I think it's... Depends on who you ask around the league. I think most people say Schroeder's better. Similar level player, but Schroeder's definitely a better player. But I think that they're a bench scorer if they're in the right situation. But I still think that Schroeder wants the chance to be a starting level point guard, um, which I have my doubts about, but I think that's what he thinks. Uh, From at a, yount underscore 15. Let's say the Thunder make the playoffs this year. Realistically... What's the matchup that you think would benefit them the most to potentially pulling off a first-round upset? I think it's one team. They're not being the Lakers. They're not being the Clippers. They're going to make the seventh or eighth seed. So you just hope that Denver's there because I think they match up a little bit better with Denver because they don't have big wings. You're not having to defend a LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George. The Thunder just don't have the guys to do that, at least with the roster as constructed today. Denver's small. Got smaller guards. They don't have any great wings. That's a, that's a better matchup. I still think the Thunder will lose for sure to Denver, but I think you have a chance to get a game or two off of them. Yeah, I don't think you're going to upset them, but I think the three guard lineup can play against that team. Uh, Jokic always kills Adams, which is kind of a scary thing, uh, but I think that's probably the team. I don't want to play the Clippers. I don't want to play the Lakers. I think the Thunder gets steamrolled by either one of those teams. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to play the Rockets because it would just, the, the gut-wrenching storylines would be tough. Uh, it would be a wild series. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that it's probably Denver, and still you just don't have a great chance. Uh, from at Barn Keen, will the Thunder finish this year over 500? Also, rank each potential Thunder player that can be traded based on their maximum value of return. Who would turn the most value, and who would return the least value? Okay, above 500. I think if they keep Gallo and they try to extend him or trade in the off-season, I think that yeah, they they are above 500. If they trade Gallo and they don't get great a great player back in return, I think that it's. They're probably below, slightly below 500. But I think they're going to be around that no matter what. But Gallo kind of probably bumps them up a couple games. Okay, trade value. I think that you put these guys in tiers. In tier one, there's one guy. It's SGA. And he's also just not on the table. He's not a guy you're talking about. Teams call you about SGA. SGA. Say, nope. Are you offering me Zion? Let's talk. Are you offering, like who else? De'Aaron Fox? Let's talk. But those guys aren't being offered anyways. So you're not talking. So it's just that we're not talking because we know we're not getting a good enough return anyway. So you're not talking about SGA. Then I think it's a steep drop off. Because then you're into the veterans that are probably over that are or probably are overpaid. And so the next guy I think is Steven. I think Steven would is holds a lot of value to a lot of different teams. The only trouble is it's hard to get to 25.8 million. It's a big contract. Is he worth 25.8? No. Definitively no. So a good player? Yes. So you're he gonna help your franchise? Yes. For sure. It's just hard to get to that number. That's why I'm saying it's such a steep drop-off to this guy. And actually, he's not even the second guy. I'm sorry. I've totally screwed that up. It's Shea. It's Gallinari. Then it's Adams. So Gallinari's next because he's on an expiring. It's a little bit less than Adams. It's easier to get to. And he's a a scorer. He's going to fit on any team. So SGA, Gallinari. Then I think it's Adams. Then I think it's Schroeder. Because I think the 15.5 is easier to get to than Chris Paul. He's Chris Paul's better than Schroeder today. But I think that Schroeder's number is easier to get to. And then I think it's Chris Paul. And so I think it's Shane a tier of his own. Then you have this tier of veter- overpaid veterans. Gallinari, Adams, Chris Paul, Schroeder. Probably Schroeder before Chris Paul because the 38.5, man, that's a tough number to get to. And then I think you're in this mixed bag of, do you like any of these guys? Some of them are pretty good. Some of them have some potential. But are you getting a first-round pick for any of these guys? I don't know. You getting a first-round pick for Darius Baisley? Probably not. You getting a first-round pick for Hami? Mm, Probably not. You getting a first-round pick for Terrence Ferguson? Probably not. those good players? Yeah. They fit on some rotations? Yeah, sure but I just don't think that you're getting a whole lot in return for any of those guys. The least amount in return is probably Deontay or no, 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 it's Justin Patton for sure. Justin Patton and Deontay. You're not getting anything for those dudes. Uh, Nader has played himself probably into the mixed bag group, which is the above the bottom tier of the Hamadou Diallo, Darius Baisley, Ferguson, New Noel group. It's like, oh, those guys are can do some stuff. They, are they worth a whole lot? No. Are they fun? Yeah. Probably depends on who you ask. You may be able to get a first-round pick for Ferguson or Baisley from a particular franchise, but overall they, those guys just don't hold a ton of value, at least as of today, because they just don't, they don't have any consistent NBA skill. I think the consistent NBA skill with Ferguson is obviously as a defender. He's a great defender. I think he holds more value to the Thunder than he does to another franchise at this point cuz the Thunder understand how to use him what what he can do. He's got to be a more consistent shooter. If he could hit if he would want he's got to take take more threes. He's got to. If he could take more threes and make them at 36, 37%, great. That's a player there that, that a team will spend a first round pick on. But he's just too invisible on the other end. I think to really garner uh, a first-round pick. So I think that's that's kind of where this team is at. The assets don't look super great outside looking in. Really, the best assets this team has are their future picks, probably, and Shea. I think that's probably that's probably where they're at. Uh, from at Bradzilla Yo, I know they won't because they're doing this the right way. <coughs> But if the Thunder organization decide to go for it this year, is there a player like Bradley Beal, for example, that they could go get to put, them, to put the Thunder in the same tier as the LA teams and the Bucs? Uh, Brad, I don't think so. I don't think there's a deal out there that puts the Thunder in that top-level tier. Bradley Beal can't be traded this season, so he's off the table entirely. And then who else is out there? I mean, if the Thunder, if there was a Kawhi Leonard type of trade to make, where you Gallinari is your veteran salary filler, Demar Derozan, and then Baisley is your Jakob Purnell, and you throw in Terrence Ferguson or whatever else to make the deal work, and you get a guy back that's the caliber of Kawhi. Yeah, you're on that tier. You go into the playoffs, and you've got. SGA, Schroeder, CP3, Kawhi, and Steven Adams. I mean, yeah, that's a great team. That's a scary team. That trade isn't out there, though. There's not a lot out there. And so you can't make that kind of deal and get there. And so that's, it's just not a possibility at this point. Uh, from at Ben Vance, prediction time. How many times will the Thunder make the playoffs in the next decade? I think they have a good chance to make it this year one. And then, what are they going to probably miss through? I maybe, I think I'll predict five times, including this season. They don't make it this season four. So that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, at Josh underscore Morrison, do we risk messing with Baisley's confidence if we domos him into a starting role when Gallo goes? I actually prefer to say domos him that would that's how uh Russell Westbrook would say it so we're going to say damos uh he also says uh hey guys it's been a while happy holidays thank you Josh you are the best uh let's see damos damosing somebody which means to me they're not doing that to Baisley at all cuz Baisley plays a 4 he's a 4 the problem with sabonis When he was in OKC, was that they played him at the four and he was really a five. They couldn't play him at the five because they had two fives already that were better than he was to start the season because they had more experience and they're older, more mature players in Steven Adams and and Ennis Cantor. And you also have a Russell Westbrook on your team that was lighting the world on fire. So you can't just sit one of those guys or trade one of those guys in the moment you one there's probably not a lot available for those guys in trade anyways and two they're trying to get domos on the floor everybody kills okc that season oh they just didn't even know how to use them they didn't know what his skill set was what are they doing they're putting him out there he's shooting threes that's what a dumb dumb thing to do billy donovan and sam Presty knew the kind of player they were acquiring They did, but they also knew that there was no other way to get him on the court unless they played him at the four and you're not going to play two bigs and not have one of them stretch out. You're not stretching Steven. You're not playing Ennis and Domas a lot together anyways. So let's, he can, he's got touch. Let's see what we can do. We got to get him on the court. That was the thing. You got to get him on the court. And do the Thunder look stupid? Uh, Yeah, everybody makes fun of him. But the deal is, if you didn't play him at the four, you're not playing him. You didn't play at all. So you're going to trade for the guy in the draft. You're going to trade away Serge Ibaka to sit a guy on the end of the bench. got Vic out there. That's great. But you're going to sit the other guy when you think that he's got top lottery type of talent? No, you're going to play him. That's why they played him. But I don't think Baisley's in danger of that, because that, to me, Damosing somebody is playing him out of position. Thunder aren't playing him out of position. They're playing Baisley in the right position. Now, he's really, really young, and he's making a ton of mistakes. He wasn't wonderful tonight. He's going to have those nights, but you've got to give him room to make mistakes. But he's playing in his position. Because I think at the four is kind of a perfect spot for him, because he defends the rim well, I think that he is a lot faster, more agile than most fours, and so it's a good mismatch for him. And it's just more simple to play against guys that are def- defending you from the four. The guys that are defending the threes, those guys are tough. is not getting a ton off of a lot of those guys. So I think that the four is a really good sp- spot from the start. I think that he could potentially play the three in the future, but I just think that he's got a lot to learn in order to get there. At Benefit King, what does the conversation between Daryl Morey and Tillman Fertitta sound like when they realize that Russell Westbrook gets paid a lot of money for next year, the one after that, and then one more? Oh, boy. Does Tillman know? Does he know? I think he's just like, yeah, we we traded for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, that's cool. That guy is awesome. Great. Great job, Daryl. He may have not looked at the spreadsheets yet. You may be just just sitting down and take a look. Uh, It's probably pretty scary to look at. But you know what's not scary to look at is Pearl Brewery Tours. This is another sponsor for today. So if you live in Tulsa or you need an excuse to go to Tulsa, it's a great city. I've I've worked up in Tulsa a bunch over this past year, and it's just a really fun city to go to. Uh, And if you want to see some of the best things that Tulsa has to offer, you can go check out. It's a locally owned and operated brewery tour. So Pearl Brewery Tours uh, is in Tulsa and it's their mission is to help grow and cultivate the craft beer community in Tulsa. They offer daily driving tours to a variety of well-established breweries in the Tulsa area. You can book now on their website, com. They've got a really cool logo. They're, Their bus is really cool, Uh, and you're going to go check out a wonderful city and kind of see some of the best that Tulsa has to offer. So if you live in Tulsa, you should be doing this anyways. If you maybe you forgot to get a gift for a relative or a good friend, go to their website. You can actually buy gift certificates. That's a great gift. One, you're giving them a gift, and two, you're giving them also the gift of time with you to go do this. So go check out pearlbrewerytours.com. They're also on Twitter. Really cool company, really fun time. You you probably will be seeing some of us Down to Dunk guys on a tour coming to you soon. So uh, support the people that support Down to Dunk and go check out Pearl Brewery Tours. Next question is from at virus underscore phantom. Would the Thunder ever consider trading SGA for more first round picks? (laughs) oh man phantom virus just knows the desires of my heart uh probably not no they should not do that it would have to be a really top level pick from a really crappy franchise for unprotected 2022 pick because i think if you can get a top level pick in that draft i think that that's the one uh so if you could somehow acquire a pick then then sure Otherwise, no. He's he's already super good. He's an known quantity. I think that he's a part of what the Thunder are going to do moving forward. Uh, let's see. At Whiskey Addict asked, what would it take for the Thunder to get the number one seed in the Techathon? I think the Thunder would have to trade Chris Paul, trade Schroeder, trade Gallinari, and that's how you get there. You remove two of the three. Guards from your best lineup And you remove Gallinari Who we saw remove Gallinari from the team tonight You can't beat Memphis at home Memphis should be a guaranteed win Against the caliber of team the Thunder are When you remove Gallo, they're not The Thunder are still 2-1 and one In their games without Gallo, that's great But they got tremendous contributions On the nights off uh, from, from Gallo So everybody else contributed a ton Not the case tonight. The shooting wasn't there. Uh, From at Boer 117, Andrew, do you have a favorite player in the league? I am so roped into the Thunder. that I do watch some other teams. This is the team I watch primarily just because I do several niche Thunder podcasts. And so uh, the the other players I love to watch, if I get a chance to watch Luka, I'm watching Luka. If I get a chance to watch Giannis, I'm watching Giannis. The same with Embiid. Those are probably my three favorite players outside of watching OKC. I really do love watching SGA. Uh it's not just me trying to be a, a smart NBA guy. Uh, he is super fun to watch, his team is fun to watch. But I would probably say those three. And I love watching Dallas. There's somebody else that asked me uh what's uh Luke Austin Helms asked which my favorite non Thunder team to watch is probably Dallas. They're fun. From at Inponet. Do you have a favorite Star Wars movie in honor of the most recent film? I've still not seen the most recent film, and I would like to see it. So I'm hoping that I can see it within the next week or so. Uh, Favorite Star Wars movie? Probably The Empire Strikes Back. It's a great one. Uh, From at Iruggy or Elruggy. I don't know which one. Uh, Virtually all advanced stats. PER, true, true shooting percentage, win shares. Box plus minus, Vorp. RPM. I'll indicate that Chris Paul is a better player this year than Russell Westbrook. As a known Westbrook hater, and he's kidding. Is Paul a better actually a better player than Russell Westbrook? Please don't cop out about him simply being a better fit. This is tough, because it's it's not straightforward. I think that you're trying to back me into a corner, Douglas Kirkland. Don't don't do that to me. I don't like that. Because I think like, if you're just like pound for pound, who has the most talent today? I think it's probably Russell. But I think you also can answer the question, if you're OKC and if you're Houston, who would you rather have today? I think both teams would say Chris Paul. (laughs) I really do. I think that right now, I think that Houston's realizing that you can not only is the guy that's defending James Harden defending him, but also the guy that's defending Russell Westbrook is also defending James Harden. Which makes things way more difficult. You're know, putting two non-shooters, and really, Russell's not a non-shooter. He's just a bad shooter at this point in his career, which is hurtful for a guy that's going to take a lot of shots. And so, would you you'd rather have a guy that can shoot it that is going to defend at least consistently? Chris Paul's not the greatest defender anymore. Still a good defender, yes. Rockets' defense has struggled mightily this year. Paul would help that and then on the Thunder side the kind of mentor he's been to SGA Baisley it's been huge even Schroeder it's been huge for those guys he's not only super nice to the media which we do appreciate but he is so great with those guys the locker room chemistry is at an all-time high it's really good not all-time high it's at a they're at a high level they're, they love being around each other, which I didn't know. Like, going into the season, who knows what that team was going to be like. Uh, it's been really good. They've been great. And Russell is in, I want to win a championship. It's championship or bust for Russell. If he's here in OKC, Russell always talked about championship. He guaranteed a championship two years ago. I don't know if you guys forgot about that. He guaranteed it. This year, you're not talking about championship. That's, that's not the goal of this Thunder franchise this season, to win a championship. I even never hear the word championship anymore with OKC. If you're Russell, is this the team you want to be on? No, you'd rather be on the Houston team. That's great. Get him there. I think the Thunder would rather have Chris Paul today. He's extremely helpful to the culture, to really showing Shea how to be a leader. Those guys are close. I don't know how many veterans are going to be that close with these younger players. Him and Baisley are close to them. Baisley's 19. That's, it's, it really has been something else, watching Chris Paul with this squad. It really, really has. I think he's extremely helpful. So, as, uh, as always with Russell Westbrook answers, I think Russell is more talented. I think both teams would rather have Chris Paul. Uh, From at J-S-N-D-V-S. Uncle Jeff reunion in the Thunder's future? I mean, I wish. Jeff Green, if you missed it, was waived by the Utah Jazz so they could sign some G League players, uh, which doesn't speak super highly of uh, Uncle Jeff. But uh, it would be great to have him here. I think it would be really fun. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be super fun. Uh, and then he asked, would you miss candy canes if they disappeared from Earth? Yes, I love candy canes. I think they're very good, especially uh, on like a peppermint bark. Or if you go to Andy's Frozen Custard, which is sadly no longer a sponsor, but I would still go. They have a candy cane concrete, which is outstanding. So yes, I would miss them. Crazy. Uh, Vangelop wants to know, what's the best thing that I ate on Christmas? It's breakfast. I was doing massive breakfast. So we had like an egg casserole that my wife, my wife made and it was delicious. Uh, we had cinnamon rolls made by my mother-in-law that are just crazy good. And then we have uh, bacon wrapped smokies that are cooked in brown sugar that are just delightful. You got some fruit. Yeah, it's just, it's just great. All of that, that that's my answer. All of those things. Uh, At Midnight Ross, before we get to Midnight Ross's question, we've got a couple more questions. We are going to tell you about our sponsors. One, betonline.ag. Right now, you can bet on college football bowl games, the NFL, the NBA. It's prime time right now. You can go to betonline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines, get out there. To your online sportsbook experts, that's betonline.ag. Please use betonline.ag's general rules for additional terms and conditions. You have to have a minimum deposit of $55 to qualify for the bonus. That's at BetOnline.ag. This promotion is non-transferable. And it's a but it's a great way to get. Into the game. Remember, the promo code is CLNS50 at betonline.ag. Next sponsor is Manscaped. It's the number one, they are number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. It really is a great product. It's Lomor 2.0, it has proprietary skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't snag or nick you. It's great. It takes care of you. If you don't have one, I recommend that you get one. And here's a great thing. We're going to give you 20% off and free shipping with the code OKCDunk at Manscaped.com. You can also order their crop preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's great. It's wonderful. So you can use the right tools for the job and your balls will thank you. That's Manscaped.com. Promo code OKC Dunk. Uh, last two questions. Midnight Ross wants to know which members of this current Thunder team are worth more for the culture they bring, as well as on and off the court mentoring, and their potential trade value. To me, I mean, it's hard because I think that Chris Paul is definitely one of those guys because his potential trade value isn't high but he raises your floor so much that I just don't think you want him on the team, at least for the, for the future. And then the contract gets even harder to trade, you know, potentially, that's just a tough one. So I think that he's kind of an exception to this. I think to me, the guy is Steven. Steven is so important to this franchise in so many ways. And he's 26. That's a guy that, you know, when he approaches 30, this team is gonna be ready to win, and he's probably on a more palatable contract. So to me, he's the guy. That I just don't know that you can get quite enough. If it's Chandler Parsons and a protected 2023 20, first round pick from Atlanta, I'd probably just wanna keep Steven. Cause what are the odds that you one get the pick? then two, select a player that's as good and helpful as Steven. I don't know. Odds aren't great. Steven likes being here. He likes Billy. He likes the organization. I think that you can get him on a better deal. And I think he's super helpful to these young guys. He is such a smart player. And I think he gets better. And also, I think even I forget this. Remember he shot and made a three in the preseason? I still think that's coming. And so if you can get him, he's 27-28, you're ready to win, and he can shoot threes, keep him. And he's great for your team culture, keep him. I like him. He's a great guy. Last question, At Michael Clampett. With Diallo's return hopefully coming in the next couple of weeks, how do you feel he fits back into this rotation that has really hit his stride over the last 12 games? They have hit their stride, did not hit their stride tonight against... Memphis at home. Should have won that game. No Gallo. It's tougher. I get it. I think it fits in great. I think you have a top 10. I think that you don't play Muscala. I don't think you play Deontay, who hasn't been super great since returning from the suspension. And so I think that you have your starting lineup. Then off the bench, Schroeder, Nerlands, Hami, Nader, Baisley. That's good. Hami helps a lot. I think He's a guy that could have come in tonight and really helped change some things. Because I think he can play the four at times. He can play on the wing, obviously. And I think that he kind of, he, if you're off to a slow start, Humvee's going to come and make sure that it, at least that you kind of get back in gear and you bring some energy. He brings energy to the, to the team, to the arena, everything. He's great. I think he would have helped a ton tonight, actually. I think the Thunder maybe even could have won the game if he played. He's almost averaging nine points per game. He's very helpful. He's a positive player. I like him. I think that he helps a ton. I think he does fit into the rotation. And I think that bringing him and Nader to play the wing off the bench is a really great thing. Nader's been good. He's been good. He hit that three tonight. With uh, what was it, like one second remaining and over two defenders. That's a difficult shot. He was really good. So I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nader and what he's done. I think that same for Hami. I think that he's a good player. Hey, Nader has a positive vorp. How about that? We'll leave you guys with that. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five star iTunes review if you got some time. Appreciate you guys so much. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.